My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. Don't play with my heart. Play with my clitoris. It feels better. A cheesy but kind of also brilliant e-card. Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, everyone. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and today we are going to play, not with our hearts or our clitorises, but we may be talking about both. My fabulous guest and I will explore sex games, the weird, the cool, and the funny. We will even play one that you all can get your hands on soon and share thoughts for a listener who's been fantasizing about going on a swingers cruise with three experts' help. This episode is brought to you in part by Talkspace, a company I can't say enough good about. It basically puts therapy in your pocket in your hand. You get paired up with a credentialed therapist, and then you get 24-7 access right on your phone or your computer. You can talk about your, you know, whatever you're struggling with by text, by video, by voice message. And they also have real-time Skype options if you want to talk face-to-face. It's a lot cheaper than conventional therapy. And I love the daily check-ins. I literally did therapy at the gym the other day. It was awesome. I'm on the elliptical, like, talking to my therapist. So to save $30 off your first month, sign up at Talkspace.com forward slash boner. Talkspace.com forward slash boner. Or click the ad on my website. That's AugustMcLaughlin.com. For Girl Boner Extras, I send about once a month. Sign up for email updates while you're there. Again, that's AugustMcLaughlin.com. So I'm super thrilled to welcome sex columnist and host of the radio show Between the Sheets, Laura Samosa. Laura, thank you for being here. Hi, August. I'm so happy to see you again. I know. So we met on your show. That's right. And I had the pleasure of joining you twice. You're a very funny. I asked you then. I was like, are you a comedian? (laughs) No, I just like talking about boobs and boners, too. So we have that in common. I know. It's like we're kindred or something. We are. We're we're sisters from another mister. Totally. (laughs) So I have to tell you something really funny first. Okay. So... Remember, we talked about my orgasm MRI experience. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So everyone listening, you may have already heard me talk about this, or perhaps you've heard on Laura's show, but I participated in the uh, orgasm MRI research by Barry Kamizarek at Rutgers University, where you are in an MRI machine, you self-stimulate, you masturbate to orgasm, and they study your brain, right? Right. So I've talked about this. I've written about it on my blog, on the show. And to my knowledge, I'm the only person who's done it with a toy because when I was there, I was like, I don't know if I can come just like with my hands in this position. Right, right. And I had a dildo that I brought, you know, can I can I use this? And they let me try it both ways. And it's a purple dildo. So I've like made a lot of kind of jokes about this and mm-hmm. talked about it. Your eggplant. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, so. Elmo's dick. <laughs> I, I call him uh, Hanky or Hank. Hank, <laughs> Hank. Hanky. Um, but so I was watching Grey's Anatomy. Do you watch? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I haven't watched in a really long time, although I know there's someone that I uh, used to have a little thing with who's on that show now. Oh, interesting. That's all I'll say. Ooh, interesting. Very spicy. So I was watching it the other day with someone and we're suddenly, you know, a new character comes out and she's doing this orgasm MRI study research, right? <laughs> There's a and there's a toy option 
and they specifically talk about the purple toy. And, wow. And then, and you know I did the Heal Free campaign. Uh-huh. Dr. Bailey, Miranda Bailey, she is having all these like high heel issues. She talks about the societal stuff. There were, there was like seven specific girl boner things that weren't just like, as we we're watching, the person I was watching with was like, um, this is from you. you. <laughs> this is from you. Like this is you. This is your show. Like, um, wow. and I was like, at first I was like, oh, well, that's really funny. No, it's you know, every, you can find out about this research elsewhere. But uh, yeah, the toy, but the, the purple, purple toy, like yeah. what? It was so weird. And several people have told me the same since they were, uh, you know, completely think that there was some sort of, and I imagine show writers do sure, research, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. So I was just like, if, if there is somebody who writes for Grey's Anatomy and they're like listening, I just want to say I'm Hi. available. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Do you need like a girl boner segment or I, maybe you want to join me in the studio? That is fantastic. Is that I love that you've been immortalized. <laughs> In some very interesting way. But yeah. yeah. A little shout out to your, you know, right. your masturbatory skills. There we go. There we go. Yeah. It is flattering if that was the case. You know, who knows? But it was very interesting. I'm totally going with that it is. Thank you, That Laura. has to be. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so tell me what's new with you. And so you're a sex writer as well. Yes, I am. Um, I do a column also, a uh, confessions column for this uh, Latino website called Lero. And um, I just did one that was you know the worst um, things that you can do for your profile, a dating profile, and uh, I just loved some of the things that. that what came are out some there. of the things? Well, one was um, you know political views, you know <laughs> that was big. Um, if you have a picture of yourself just from the neck down, because usually that means that you're you know looking for a skeevy affair and you don't want someone to see your your face. Um, or the gym photos of yourself, the selfies, you know, in the bathroom, you know, topless. Um, what were some other ones? Um, you know, from the school of hard knocks, you know, it was a big one. People just, or anytime you start anything with like, no fatties, you know, don't, I don't want this. I don't want that. I don't want that. It's just, you know, there's people the that. typing. Yeah, exactly. That, like, you have to look like this and be this yeah, height and yeah. have this size boobs or Comfortable whatever. both in a ball gown and, and cowboy boots. It's like, what does that even mean? You know, That's it's just, yeah, it was just really funny to see like the people and a lot of them were just like, you know. No hunters, no no trumpers. <laughs> totally. And it's interesting because I could see how if you did put your political beliefs up there, it could limit you in some ways because maybe somebody who has different political beliefs, you'd be a great fit for. You know, I have friends who have very different beliefs from their partner. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to like Trump stuff, I feel like it's so personal yeah. and it says so it's much more visceral. than yeah. it's not even just political. It's like no. either you're for misogyny or you're against it. Right, exactly. <laughs> like that's how I feel. Either you hate puppies. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or, yeah. Totally. Totally. That's amazing. So how long have you been sex writing? Uh, you know, I think I started back in 2005. Yeah, 2005. And I had been engaged and I got disengaged. And I moved back to um, California from New York. And um, I had, you know, written, you know, little relationship articles here and there. And then uh, this woman called me and said, you know, we'd love for you to come and write an article on blowjobs. And I was like, uh, I'm not saying I'm like an expert on it, but I'm pretty sure I know what I'm doing. So I ended up writing this article on how to give a blowjob. And for like, I don't know, a good five years, if you typed in how to give a blowjob, that was the first article that would show so up. So you were like Google. the blowjob guru. I was the blowjob. Yes. <laughs> your your go-to blowjob girl. Um and uh, and then from there, I ended up uh, doing a lot of research and doing a lot of interviews and wrote a book on, you know, uh, Bliss in the Bedroom. Um, 
and you know, Real Woman's Guide to Better Sex. And I just started doing kind of like a column, like a dear, you know, a, a naughty dear Abby type of column, and then started, you know, my own show. And so I still do a lot of freelancing. Um, I write for, you know, Cosmo. I write for um, uh, Cosmo for Latina, Latina Magazine. Um, uh, you know, just all over the place. So that's been a lot of fun for me because then you just really get a chance to kind of explore sexuality. I feel like I'm kind of like a sex tour guide, which I'm sure that you absolutely relate to. It's so fun, right? Yeah. Yeah, to explore something that is weirdly taboo, but people are so curious about. Mm-hmm. And then when you put yourself out there as someone who's willing to talk about it, people confide in you. They absolutely. ask you questions. Yeah. And yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I know a lot of stuff from people that I've never met. Yeah. People are really trusting. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. But and I'm glad they know they can trust us because yeah. really, we we wouldn't like out somebody. Yeah. And I'm a, I feel like, a, you know, especially sex is such a, like a, for me, I think it's a judge-free zone because- you know, as I feel like, you know, as long as you're not hurting animals or children, you know, and this is real estate in your brain that, you know, you're not going to get back. So if you're comfortable doing something, then fly, be free. There's, you know, a kink out there for everybody, even if your kink is just being really vanilla. You know what I mean? So I love that vanilla as a kink uh-huh. because that's great to mm-hmm. me when somebody says they're almost like embarrassed that they're vanilla. I'm like, it is amazing when you get so much pleasure yeah. Out of a simple thing. Yeah. Like, that's cool. Be yeah, proud of that. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's my feeling is like if you're happy with your sex life, then Cheers. you yeah, exactly. It's yeah. nobody else's business unless you want to make it your their business. You know what I mean? Were you raised to be very open about all this stuff? Did you learn much about sex and sexuality as a kid or is this like your personality? Honestly, I I remember learning about sex from Judy Bloom. <laughs> she oh had gosh. that book. Yeah. And I think I was in junior high and uh, we had camp and somebody brought that book forever. And that was the one where she uh, talks about, you know, the she meets this guy and he has a penis named Ralph. And all of us were like, guys named their penis is Ralph. That's so weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> so but I remember learning about, you know, your period and stuff like that from Judy Bloom. And so she, to me, like she was like the first sex writer out there. Wow. I love her so much still to this day. Have you ever told her? Have you written her? I, I did. I tweeted to her uh, one time saying like I, everything I learned about sex, I learned from Judy Bloom. <laughs> that is awesome. Yeah. And then but I've always been one of those people that's just really comfortable talking about it. Yeah. I've just been I always say I'm like one of the guys, but with female genitalia. I so, dig it. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Have you ever played a sex game? You know, you know, I was thinking about that um, on my way here. And the only thing I could think of playing, it's not really a sex game, but uh, Twister, like Naked Twister. Ah. So. I mean, you that's a sex game. It's a sex game. It's a sexy game is what it is. Wow. Yeah. And so did you play this? Was this like a, a sex party or it just kind of came up? No, it was just, yeah. They're was, like, let's no, get was, naked and be twisty. I, it was just with my, you know, my guy at the time. And it was just kind of like, look, I found this twister game. Hey. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I was yeah. curious, too, because, okay, so I was sent this prototype of a game that we're going to talk about here in a minute. I'm excited to try with you. And I thought, you know. There's kind of this idea of sex games, and mm-hmm. I feel like I've you see them on TV sometimes. There's a party going on, mm-hmm. a sex game comes out. There's like spin the bottle, all this stuff. Like, oh, I right. never yeah. played one. Like, have you ever? Have I ever... did play spin the bottle, yeah. Okay. And then there was something else like two minutes in heaven or something, where if you got the certain person, then you guys would go and sit in the closet for a couple of minutes, and you know, hopefully do a little French kissing or stuff. Or the or then too, truth or dare. I mean, that's the first time I ever French yeah. kissed somebody was. Oh, interesting. Truth or dare. Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I never, I never played one. I can't remember it being played anywhere I was, but I was like 
very geeky growing up in many ways. Like my my parties were with like the Odyssey of the Mind and choir people. So <laughs> not that there weren't very randy people in some of these groups, but the circles that I was in was not like, we, you know, we just mm-hmm. really, this stuff never came up. And I remember the closest thing probably was this New Year's Eve party. Mm-hmm. And it was like my first kind of late night party as a teen. Mm-hmm. And it was all the OM people. And I remember midnight was coming and at this point, I had never really kissed anybody, not mm-hmm. since I was like five and pretended to have a husband, that kind of thing, right. but like really kiss. And there was this guy who I, you know, kind of thought was cute and really funny and nice and stuff. And I had this really weird feeling like toward midnight, he was kind of paying attention to me and talking to me. And I started getting really, really nervous. And at midnight, I just, I don't know how this happened, but we were in just different rooms. And it may have been I was just completely panicked and went to another room or something. <laughs> but as it turns out, he's gay anyway. So I don't know that he would have enjoyed it. Um, but I never played any of those. Why, why? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> games. Um, but when I was preparing for the show, I thought, well, I'll just see what's online. Like, what do people mm-hmm. play? And I was really interested. First of all, most of the games that were in popular publications, which I was going to name the publication, but then a lot of these games I didn't like, so I thought, I'm not going to like paint them in a bad light. Right, I'll just right. tell you about the games, but a lot of them, first of all, were geared toward women in like very straight, heteronormative kind of relationships, So, mm-hmm. and they were very focused on... They basically were kind of like a game that that allowed them to have some foreplay. Yeah, I've seen those like the dice too. Like if you go to like pleasure chest or something like that, they have a little dice where you roll the dice and, and it says like you know erotic massage or you know whatever it is, and then that's what you're supposed to whatever you whatever you roll, that's what you're supposed to do. That could be fun, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. just like just to try new things or maybe if you're kind of in a rut of we always do the same thing, right? Try that. In the same order, blah blah blah. Yeah. yeah, one I found was called Time Bomb. And you pick a time interval, and they suggested 20 minutes. And for that 20 minutes, one person kisses – or no, both people kiss, touch, and do all these other sexy things. But here was their, like, big clincher. There was no penetration allowed for 20 minutes. And when I was reading hmm. about it, I was like, well, that's still sex to me. Like, yeah. to me, it's still sex if you're if you're ma- naked, if you're making out, if you're – if you're doing everything except penetration, to me, that's still sex. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that because I was reading this um, article not too long ago. It was a survey on, and saying like the average amount of partners um, for women throughout their lifetime is eight, which I thought was adorable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure, eight. Um, all my friends and I are whores. No. Um, but uh, – and then we talked about it, and I said, well, you know, what's the average then if you add oral sex into that? Oh, mind blown. Because think about it. When I talk to my friends that are lesbians, they're like, we're not having penetration sex all the time. I mean, oral sex is sex. And anal sex is sex, you know? So it's very interesting, even though there's uh, different factions of religious groups like we did a show once about uh, women that were Mormon that like to have anal sex so they could still be virgins when they got married. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. So they're looking for the loophole. Yeah. And the so hole. it's interesting. Yeah, exactly. So it's very interesting to see what you define as actual sex. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're moving toward and I hope we're moving toward a much more expansive definition. Mm-hmm. Not so that, I mean, I want people to have those loopholes if they are in those religious communities and they're right. like, we want to yeah. have sex. We just need to avoid one thing. Right, exactly. I just wish it wasn't like, well, then that is sex. Because again, 
for most of us, sex, I hope, is much more broad. But if you are somebody who's in a relationship where maybe you were taught that only sex is penis and vagina penetration, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then a game might be a fun way to expand. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, exactly. Also, I noticed a lot had to do with role playing. And I imagine, too, it's one of those cases where you've been fantasizing maybe about role playing, but you don't quite know how to bring that up so then you like this one game is called naughty girl and you're supposed to have a hairbrush or another spanking tool and then one person tells the other person everything that they did wrong that day <laughs> like i was late to work right. i you get a spanking i fell down you know right. i lied to somebody whatever a red light spanking. or something yeah totally totally um which could be fun if you're into spanking but what the publication said which uh, you know, I, I get geeky again about this stuff, but it says spanking feels good. Like that's a fact, you know, and for some mm-hmm. people that's true. But yeah, well, the everybody. pleasure and uh, pain, you know, uh, neurotransmitters in your brain are very similar. Yeah. So it does actually pretty much stimulate the same area in your brain. Totally. Mm-hmm. Which is why mm-hmm. some people totally love it. Right. Mm-hmm. Some people mm-hmm. really love spanking and spanking is so broad. It could be a little tap. Some people like it really much more harsh. Right. It, there's so many different definitions of that. But I think, you know, it's important to know what you desire, what feels good for you personally, right? Right, yeah. Because for me, like, the one guy that I dated who tried different spanking things, it just made me laugh. Because every time I was like, what What are you doing? Like, that feels weird to me. Like, it's not, you know, laughing at someone's not really No, I know. Ideal. Yeah, because you kind of have to, you know, when you're doing these things, you kind of have to match up on your kinks, too. Yeah. Because I remember once um, I had a, a boyfriend a long time ago. And um, I told him that, you know, I wanted him to tie me up. And he, like, basically put my hands in a bow. And I was like, this is so ruined for me. Like, my lady boner <laughs> has gone down. I'm not, it's not, no, it's not. You got to be able to you know, meet each other up in that, in that role play. That is such a really, that's a great a bow. story, though, like, <laughs> to share. Because to, to show people that tying up even has so different because for you you're yeah. probably like I want someone to like ravage me yeah. I'm like yeah. controlled restraint restraint <laughs> not I'm a present yeah exactly I don't <laughs> want to so be gentle. like you know I could just take my hand out and you know cover my mouth I'm coughing or something you know what I mean? it's yeah. just so like I'm like you know what it's ruined forget it <laughs> oh my gosh that's too funny another one that came up was twister but in another way where you go in your car and it's supposed to be like a re it's a recreating of your of a first time, which mm-hmm. I guess, I don't know if people still, I know that used to be the only way that people would have sex is like, not the only, but if, if I feel like in the 50s and 60s, a lot of the things that we see on TV, it's like they they didn't have privacy. Oh, I'm pretty sure I was conceived in the back of my dad's car. Okay. So it was a very legit thing. <laughs> I'm pretty sure very that's effective. what happened. Yeah. They were college students. Okay. You know? yeah. Okay. So maybe, not that you want to think about your parents. Yeah, I know. Okay. Ah. Erase, erase. <laughs> I know. Um, but this one is... Going into a car in a parking spot where you won't be interrupted, they suggested a driveway or your garage, which immediately I was like, please make sure the garage door is open or don't turn the car on. Because right. I just thought, oh, oh that's yeah. a really, it's a really kind of risky thing to put on that the internet. Is. I was I like, thought about that. Big publication. I'm like, you got to oh. be careful about that. I had, um, I was with, again, a little boyfriend and um, we got a little, you know, frisky at a park, you know, in the back of his car. And all of a sudden, you know, we're in the back seat and I just hear this <gasps> on the window and it's cops. And they took him out because they thought that he might have been, you know, raping me. 
<laughs> I was like, I had to put my pants back on. I'm just like, I'm like, no. He's like, can you, can you, you guys just go home, please? Oh my gosh. <laughs> we had a heart attack. Oh my gosh. Oh, how terrifying. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. I'm glad that's not because you never know if that's a law. Uh, well, yeah. In some I mean, places it might be, right? Like yeah. indecent exposure or yeah. something, depending where you are. Yeah. And to go home and your parents are like, can you come up, get me out of jail because yeah, we were getting busy. Yeah. So. Mm, embarrassing. <laughs> oh, my gosh. In this particular game. Just they, a word to the wise people. Right? Exactly. Um, for this game, they said you're supposed to pretend that your partner's a virgin. And then you're supposed yeah. to teach the person how it's done, like step by step and give them lots of feedback. Uh, I don't yeah, like that game. I didn't like it either. And as I, I was reading this, I'm like, "Wow, I'm really boring. None of these games mm-hmm. sound fun to me." <laughs> no, I would, I would just be so. Uh, no. Yeah, that's that's really weird, right? Yeah, that's I what mean, I love about you know, especially the the man I'm with. He's just he's so intuitive. It's like he had mm. like he took a master's class in my body. So when we first got together, I was like, "Oh my god, how did you know that? I don't even know that. How did you know that?" It's Aww. just like I'm just. Reading it. <laughs> I've been reading your blog. <laughs> Remember that blowjob article? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, Truth or Dare is probably the most popular. Yeah. Uh, and then This is War was another one. And this one also. It said, you get naked and have an intense naked pillow fight. And the first person to surrender has to perform a sexual favor. I don't understand. Okay. So I guess you're going along, you're tickling each other, uh-huh. and someone's like, stop, stop, stop. And if you say stop, you have to then give a favor to your partner, which, again, this is me geeking out, but, like, the whole you have to – it's a compensation or, like, we trade favors to me feels weird. Yeah. Like, meh. I don't think uh, – Plus, I don't really want to be tickled to the point of, like, surrender No, I will, I will punch somebody in the face <laughs> if they tickle me. Okay. I hate being tickled. I actually almost broke somebody's arm one time because they were tickling oh me gosh. so hard. And I just, well, you know, I just I can't deal with the tickling wow. thing. I know some people love it, but I'm not one of them. So that's another cautionary note. Don't just spring a game on someone. <laughs> I read yeah. this. I'm going to shwack you with a brush and then tickle you. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you do have to kind of, know, you know, you'll figure out your limits. I, we did. Um, I don't know if you've ever been to the pleasure chest when they do their parties, their, their glory hole parties. Oh, no, I oh, haven't. Oh, God, it's amazing. They actually have a, what's like a simulated kind of sex room people can, you know, peek into. And they have, um, uh, you know, bondage um, stations where you can learn how to tie people up in special ways. And they had a flogging station there. And I thought, um, I got to I got to check this out. Right. Because, um, you know, like, you know, I, like you, I'll, I'll take a little little tap here and there. You know what I mean? Nothing too like crazy. But there's this guy, I mean, big, just gorgeous, you know, mocha guy with arms that are just like ka-chunk, ka-chunk, you know, huge arms. And um, so he gets out there and he's, you know, and I get in my little, you know, bend over, assume the positions. Uh, and and he, you know, kind of just goes a like that. And I was like, oh, that's all you got? And he's like, ha, ha. And he went off and just, I mean, I let out a scream like I've never heard myself scream before. Ever. Oh my God. I mean, he just spanked the shit out of me. And I, my butt was black and blue <gasps> literally for two weeks. Two weeks. And I went to yoga. I was at, I went to Bikram Yoga and I had those little tiny shorts on. And you could see, like, you know, black and blue butt. And pe- I'm sure people were like, 
you know, there's there's homes for people like you, you know? And I'm just oh like, gosh. it was insane. And so I was like, okay, I know what my limit it is Did now. Did you feel and then, like you had set a boundary and he crossed it? Or were you asking? No, like, no I, was, I was being a smart ass and then uh, oh being a dumbass. <laughs> and some people really do enjoy that. I really wanted but, to see oh. what it was like. And then I was like, okay, I never have to do that ever again. <laughs> I've been spanked enough for the rest of my life. You can't oh, sit down. God. Oh, my gosh. You poor really thing couldn't. No, no. My, my butt felt like it was on fire. It was amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I totally crazy. asked for it, but, you know, because I'm an idiot sometimes. But, you Whoa. know, it was definitely when I was like, well, I guess I can cross that off my list. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Go to Florence. Get your ass beaten. <laughs> oh that is crazy. Yeah, it really was. Have you ever thought about writing a memoir of just all your crazy sexcapades? Oh, God. Uh, you know Sometimes I think about that, but then I feel like my show is basically that. I am working on a book right now, which I'll tell you uh, real quickly. It's called 50 Fun Fuck Facts. Because so, I know you know, being around here long enough, we, we learn a lot of interesting things. Ooh, I'm excited So that'll about probably that. come out next year. Yeah. <gasps> Yay. You'll have yeah. to tell me when so I can let people know. Sure. Yeah. I want to read it. Yay. How exciting. Mm -hmm. So I'm completely springing this game on you. Okay. Well, neither one see. of us have played this before. Okay. Yeah. So it is called The Effing Truth. And it was created by Carsey Blanton, who is a songwriter, performer, and occasional sex blogger. And she came up with this idea. Apparently, you know, being a musician, she's around a lot of very sexually adventurous people. And she came up with this idea. And the website says, it's the talking about sex game for you and your effing friends. Bingo and never have I ever's cooler, funner love child. <laughs> Any group of people can play as long as each of them has at some point in their histories effed. So engaged sexually, it's not appropriate for people who don't have sex. So pretty much anybody who is an adult and doesn't, you know, they aren't asexual, I guess. Right. Um, and I was sent a prototype. I haven't played it yet. And obviously you haven't played it yet either. And basically... Each card, which there's some fun art on the front, and there's I guess because this is a prototype, there's going to be really cool art mm -hmm. throughout the whole game and the in the um, completed pro product. They're right now doing crowdfunding, and each card has two questions on it and a number, and we each have a bingo card. Right. So we are each going to take turns asking each other one of the questions on the card that we draw. And then we both get a chance to answer. Okay. And they encourage everyone to answer. But if your number, so each card has a number, if your number matches a number on your card, you get to X that out. Okay. So basically you can get, you know, five in a row and then you, you get to say you are the effingest is, is what they suggest. <laughs> the only little twist I'm going to make uh, on how to play it is because I, first of all, want to say that I love the premise of this. I mm -hmm. think it's great to encourage people to talk about sex. It's like kind of like a grown-up slumber party game, mm -hmm, which mm -hmm. I love. And we'll I love sit it. sit here and braid each other's hair in the bathtub and do this. <laughs> freeze each other's underwear. I used to do that. We would do that the first person who fell asleep. We would freeze their underwear. That's hilarious. Um, and I also love that it's inclusive. Again, a lot of the games that I was reading about they were geared toward women who have a partner with a penis, right? And mm -hmm, they would use, mm -hmm. like, woman, man, and very straight, heteronormative, cisgender kind of stuff. And I like that this is not that way. And they also specifically define sex as not just, you know, right, penetration. Right. So 
that broad definition is really big. And I think in that way, it could even be educational for people to kind of like get them thinking more. Um, But the one thing I would change, and I think just the way that we're going to play it, which isn't a change to the game, it's just a, a way that you could play it potentially, is, you know, instead of getting points if you can say yes to these questions, because that's basically it. If you, yes, you have done this particular sex Mm -hmm. thing, then you get a point if you have that number. I personally like it better if it's not about, you know, the person who has done the most kind of sexual things, you know? Uh uh So it's not a contest about that, Um, depending on who you're with. If you're in a super sex positive group and there's no judgment and everyone's very free about this stuff, I think it's great. Uh, I know that a lot of people might feel a little bit weird about, oh, I'm not sexual enough to, you know, right. play this or whatever. So we're going to play it in a way where we will answer. And if we answer honestly, we're going to get a point. But we also, if we would prefer not to answer, we can share a story. Okay. And there are story cards, too. So if either one of us pulls a story card, you just share like a sexual anecdote, funny memory, something like that. So let's see how it okay. goes. Let's see what we got. Laura, why don't you ask the first question? So you just pull a card. All right. And then tell us the number and which question you'd like us okay, to Okay. It's number 17. Okay. So I don't have any luck there. Have you ever had a threesome featuring two or more people with penises? Do dildos count? I don't think that's a people. It's not really, is it? No, not really. That's like imaginary friend sex or something. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm going to go with no on that one. Okay. How about you? Uh, I have not. All right. I always think of myself as being like, I'm an only child. I don't really like to share. So. Ah, yeah, I, <laughs> I relate I'm to that. pretty much just one-on-one. I'm a very, I love monogamy. Yeah. And I too. respect that not everybody does. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, okay, here's the next for everybody. question. So this is for 45. If you're playing along, you could just skip the number part, just answer the questions. Okay. Hmm, Okay. Hmm. Have you ever given or received a foot job, sexual stimulation from someone's feet? Oh, from from their feet. Because I give a fabulous foot massage, ah. I have to say. And I know that um, I know that my honey uh, appreciates that. I feel like this could be looked at two ways. Right? So instead of being like finger banged, you're toe banged. So like you put your foot, <laughs> you rub your foot on someone's genitals. Is that what that means? Or is it just because couldn't it be sexually stimulating just to do an amazing foot massage? Right? Yeah, I think so. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you get I think a yes sexy. on that one. OK, I'm going to yeah. get a yes. I'm going to take a no because I'm squeamish about feet for some reason. And I don't know what it is, but if there <laughs> it's the reason I can't take yoga in small rooms. If there are a bunch of bare feet around me, mm. I imagine they all stink and I can smell it, even oh, if they're funny. not there. So even my own feet, I'm very particular about who can touch them. Yeah, me too. And there are very few feet that I'm not grossed out by if they're mm-hmm. like right in front. I can't eat around a bare foot. Yeah. I mean, I will give my boyfriend a uh, foot massage all day long. I really don't like other people touching my feet. I think I've only had two pedicures in my life. And partly because I'm a runner and, you know, we always have a tendency to lose toenails or something. I always paint over where the toenail used to be. Oh, uh, that's like me with my fingers from <laughs> playing guitar and typing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if I get a manicure, they're just going to smash anyway. Yeah, I know. I, or I think they're just going to look at my feet and run scared. You know, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just like, I don't have a problem with other people's feet, but I don't really like to have my feet played with. I'm and- just self-conscious. 
I completely relate. And if you get a foot massage too, while they're doing the pedicure, mm-hmm. I've almost kicked the woman in the nose <laughs> because I get so ticklish. And if and I I warn them, See? I'm like, I'm very ticklish. See? And it's a yeah. reflex. You're like, snap. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. That's funny. But if feet are your thing, we think that's awesome. Okay. Yes. All right. Pick a card. Pick a card. Any card. Okay. Um these are both good. Um, have you it's number twenty, by okay. the way. Um okay had sex that was so silly you laughed out loud <laughs> yes when I got spanked I mean I don't <laughs> think he thought it was silly sorry if you're listening um and I really wasn't laughing at him but I it just struck me as so hilarious mm-hmm. and this was before I had really learned much about spanking as a kink and all that I knew uh-huh. people did it but you know, I kind of now I would have stopped and had a conversation, you know, and respected it as that person's kink and said, hey, you know, can we? But at the time, I just I could not stop laughing. I was like, he just spanked my butt. I thought it was hysterical. <laughs> like not the yeah. response he was hoping for. Yeah. I, I, I like the other uh, question on this one, too. too so I'm going to answer this one is have you ever had sex in a public place, which I obviously just told you about my little park adventure. But I also had sex um, right outside of a church. Ooh. Yeah. I felt very thorn birds, very naughty. <laughs> that must have really kind of stroked your rebel self. I feel yeah, like you have that yeah. cool, like, you like to push the envelope and you're kind of like, F you all, patriarchy. Yeah, right? Exactly. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, it was fun. Okay, I got a story card. Okay. So we each get to tell a story and there's a prompt here. So everyone listening, you can think about this. Maybe you have a story to, to share with a friend you're with right now. Talk about something that turns you on but is embarrassing to admit. Ooh. I don't get that embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I was just say, I have one I'll share that okay. I think would be embarrassing to okay. a lot of people. Okay. But I'm not embarrassed by it. Okay. I get turned on by watching... <laughs> That's coming out wrong. I was going to say watching old people have sex. I get turned on (laughs) by seeing older people on the screen who are having sex. There's something to me that is so... When you say older, what do you like? What's an age range for you? It's not a specific number. It's more about, I guess you would say, elderly. I mean, somebody who looks kind of like grandparents, like who are, and I think it's because. To me, I get so turned on by breaking stigma mm-hmm. and celebrating diversity and embracing yourself when you don't fit into, like, society's ideal of quote-unquote sexy. Because normally we see, like, 22-year-olds having sex or 30-year-olds having sex on screen. So there's something about older people. And when I've seen it, it's usually in a movie. So it's not like this corny sort of – I'm not talking about just, like, a bunch of old people that I saw in some – porn tube thing but when I'm watching a movie and there's older people who like you know white haired like more wrinkly like older people who who have shared life or are are falling in love in their 70s mm-hmm, or something mm-hmm. and they are together and they are intimate and they are naked and they are I get so turned on because it feels so raw and real and not about performance but like really into each other mm. and uh, I've been teased about this that I'm into activist porn like <laughs> If it's something that is like, change the world, just be like a hippie with a protest sign. And I'm like, I want it. I want it. (laughs) I love it. Um, For me, I guess it would be um, I like um, restraint porn. Like I like to see women that are being tied up or tied up. I don't like I don't actually want to watch them getting fucked. 
but I'd like the whole like struggle of it. Ah, I can watch that for the power know, play. Yeah. And just, you know, and but it has to be kind of realistic, too. You know, I, I hate it when it's too much of like, oh, no, don't. <laughs> you know, it's like, no, like you have to be a good actress about it. And I like this, like watching the struggle of it. Mm. And I'm sure most people would be like, um, what? <laughs> but that's that's Mike. That's the king. Yeah. That's what I love. I have that. And, you know, stick that in the spank bank. And that works. I could see that. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I dig that. So okay. that's, that's my funny one. Awesome. OK, What's next. Uh, number 23. Boy, I'm not I'm not scoring with the numbers here. Um, uh, let's see. Have you ever had sex that was so awkward you stopped having sex? Oh, of course. Hasn't everybody? Yeah, I must have. Yeah. I've been kind of like, you know, it's not going to work. <laughs> oh, did you stop being like, we're not compatible? No, not, no, I thought, I think it was something. I can't, I'm trying to remember exactly I, I just feel like that happened before, you know, and I think that that's actually normal sex. Oh, I think so, because too. Because yeah. I think people have it in their head that, that they're supposed to have sex like um, uh, some movie where, like, the clothes are strewn across the floor and they climax together up against a wall. And, you know, it's like that's not And there's a story arc, real. right? It's not real. Yeah, exactly. There's, and, like, the warm-up and then the climax yeah, and, and I, then the— yeah. yeah, and I tell people all the time, I'm like, normal sex is like weird noises, like weird fluids, you know, something stinky, you know, going wrong hole, you know, awkwardness is part of normal sex. Yeah. And I think that, you know, people can get that into their head of like, oh, well, you know, I mean, we're human and it's funny and you know sometimes it's just going to be like wah wah completely oh totally yeah it's funny because I also was like oh I'm sure but then trying to think of specific examples was interesting because but I do know it's mm-hmm. happened I, well one time and again it depends on how you define the whole like a complete sex act right like mm-hmm. but if it stops suddenly there was the time that I thought I peed on somebody. You know, oh, like, yeah. And you actually just, like, ejaculated. Yeah. I and, had that happen, too. It was, it and was he so... thought I peed on him. And he was more uncomfortable than I was, which made me feel really <laughs> weird. I was just like, oh, if God. I had peed, it wouldn't, to me, right. be that big of a deal. Right. I didn't, I mean, you know, it's not ideal. But it's not like I tried to pee. Right. And it didn't, like, I didn't smell a bunch of weird German stuff. German porn or something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But he, like, went and took, immediately was like, I need to wash the sheet. Like, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I think most people have had a, Sex is interrupted. Yeah, exactly. Okay, what you got for me? Oh, how funny. I won't ask this one because I think we already know, but have you experienced squirting? <laughs> your ordinary partners? Perfect timing. I'll go with the next question. And this okay. is for 42. Have you ever had multiple orgasms? I have indeed. I got up to 13. What? Boom. That's amazing. Yeah. Again, I'm such a huge fan of the Hitachi wand. That thing is, I mean, I they, I they should put me on the payroll because I've sold so many of those just talking about how famous or how fabulous the Hitachi wand is. And, you know, it's like People that, are passionate about that toy. Like, I feel like hell yeah, it's the most praised. When people praise, yeah. it's not just like, I like it. They're like. No, it's amazeballs. Yeah. Yeah. And were you aiming to have many? I was or kind of, just... yeah, I was just kind of like, wow, that was powerful. Ooh, that was another fun. I'm just going to keep on going until I pass out. <laughs> See how far I can go. Did you pass out? No, I didn't no. pass out, but I was definitely like. After I like, I need a meal I or something. I felt like my vagina was still vibrating on its own for like an hour <laughs> afterwards. 
That is really funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I still haven't tried the Hitachi one. Oh, you will. And then you're going to call me up and go, I don't know what I was waiting for. Yeah. I was like, I'm on too. number 12, yeah. Laura. <laughs> if they've never had uh, an orgasm, I mean, that's really one of the best ways. Because mm. just the, the, the vibrational um, tone of it, for whatever reason, works with so many women. And it works internal and, and external, would you say? Is it a... No, it's not an internal toy. Um, oh, okay. It's, you know, it looks like the 70s massager that your mom had, you know, which now you really know what your mom was doing with it. Um, which, again, is probably not a visual that you want to have now, but sorry. Uh, and it's just, you know, within like 30 seconds, you're just going to be like, boom. Wow. Yeah, it's powerful. Wow, that's crazy. I would put it on low, too. The high, I actually can't do it. It's too much. Yeah, too intense. Yeah. It would probably be a really powerful toy to do orgasm control where you don't let yourself orgasm. You know, like you get close and you stop and you stop and you stop. Like there's a, oh my God, might be too hard with that me, torture. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, I'm like, that's, they do that at Gitmo. Jeez, <laughs> jeez. Okay. So yes, I have too, but my story's not, I don't have a story like that. So we're going to leave you all with that multiple orgasm story. There you go. Yeah. And move on to, oh, it's yours. Oh, okay. Um, have you, oh, okay. Number 26. Okay. Have you ever had someone uh, sex with someone who was more than 10 years your junior? Uh, I don't think so. I have once. Yeah? I, uh, yeah. He was a youngin. I was in my uh, late 30s and he was, I think he was 24, 25. And just so eager. Because <laughs> usually for me, I don't, I prefer dating older men. Um because I just, you know, I, I, I want someone that has the experience and knows what he's doing and is confident and, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's, yep. that's, the, that's the shit for me. But uh, it was just, just the one time and it was kind of like, it's so adorable how, um, you know. Enthusiastic. Happy. Yeah, exactly. So he's like a gym leader. <laughs> I love give it. Give me an S. Give me, a, give me an E. <laughs> give me an X. <laughs> give me a Hitachi wand. Yeah, exactly. That's so funny. Yeah, I don't believe I have. I mean, I haven't always known the age specifically, mm -hmm. probably. But yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. But yeah, experience is amazing. But it's also great, you know, to have the diversity and that you either bring a lot of experience or you bring a lot of sometimes the lack of experience might be intriguing, too. You know, just somebody who's like much newer and just like, yeah, there's that whole somebody who's just starting to explore, you know, that could be exciting too. Mm -hmm. Oh, this one's hysterical. Okay. okay. <laughs> 39. <laughs> Have you ever had a sex dream or fantasy about someone who is in this room? <laughs> I probably will tonight, Laura. Okay. You and your Hitachi wand, yes, spanking yes. and tying each other up are going to be bouncing around in my head tonight. Okay. I'm gonna, I'll do that too when I go home. I'll think of you. Okay. I'm going to ask the other one. The future too. one. Okay. I, yeah. Um, and have you ever been paid for sex? Uh, I have never been paid for sex, although I've paid dearly for it. <laughs> some, <laughs> some people that I've dated. <laughs> that UTI or just heartache? Uh, yeah, heartache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would say that. Um, a lot of ways to interpret that question. Yeah, and I mean, what are you going to say, too? I mean, it's like, yeah, I don't... Uh, no, I mean, yeah, all I can think of is that... Um, paid for it emotionally, you know what I mean? Yeah, like that which for, counts, yeah. man, for yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. I ha I haven't been paid. No one's ever paid me. Like no one's given me money and said, "Go have sex," or "Please have sex with me for this money" or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, though I value sex work as a as a occupation. Um, but I did get a stipend when I did the orgasm 
MRI Ooh. experience. So yeah, you kind of got paid to have sex with yourself. Yeah, and and also That's you probably reviewed toys, right? Like yeah, I've been absolutely. paid to review toys. Yep, me too. So if masturbation counts and solo play with yeah, then we've been paid for sex. All right, well there you go. All right, we're professionals. Who knew? Thank you. <laughs> All right, what's next? Uh, okay. Have you ever made or received a booty call? This is number 29. That is something I've never thought about. Just like, I just don't think of it as a booty call. I mean, have I been called in the middle of the night and then ended up having sex? Or has somebody drunkenly... So we replied to it, you said? We actually ended up... Uh, Made or received a booty call. Huh. So you'd have to know someone's intent to answer this question. I'm reading into it too much, but... um, no. I mean, I think there's been times when in the middle of the night you want sex and you text somebody about it, right? Like you're probably. That's probably? a booty call then. Yeah, probably. Just mm. nothing stands out. Like nothing that I've gone, ooh, that was a booty call. That's never even occurred to me, really. Although every once in a while when you get like some drunken weird text or call in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. there have been, oh, yeah, I did wonder. But I don't know if this person knew me. I don't know if they tried to call me. But somebody called oh, me. Had, oh, that's I had so that creepy. From somebody on Facebook. And like, I said, really? Why don't you get a written permission slip from your wife, <gasps> you freak? <laughs> oh, that's awful. Yeah. No, so gross. Yeah. Everyone listening, don't do that. Yeah, don't do ever, that. Ever, ever. No. Even, it doesn't matter what you've been drinking, what you've been eating, yeah. what you've been thinking. No. Yeah. Okay. I had one booty call, um, and this is back in my uh, probably late 20s. Back in 1842. Um, and uh, I had like a, I'd just gone through like a super dry street. I mean, I didn't have sex for like a year and a half. And just added, because then it became like, well, I don't, you know, I'm going to save myself. Or, and then after what? So that re virgining? I did that before. Yeah, I don't know what it was. I, I was like, yeah, I think I, I just try to not have I sex. Yeah, me, neither did I. And then for whatever reason, then I was just like, okay, I got to get something in me now. <laughs> Yeah. So I called up uh, this guy friend of mine who I'd known forever and had always been trying to date me. And I was just like, um, I'm going to come over tonight and we're going to take take care of business here, you know. And he's like, really? He's like, but I have something to do. I'm like, this is it. This is your only chance you're ever going to get. He's like, okay. And so I came over and I was like, do you want, should we go out to dinner or something? I'm like, no, uh-uh, no, I just want to be good. Let's get going. Mama needs it now. Wow. wow. <laughs> I felt like such a guy. It was really and really did it funny. turn out the way you'd hoped? Was it? Uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. good. But then he was like, should I set the alarm? I'm like, oh, honey, I'm not staying. I got to, mom's got to go. Gotta There's something really freeing about that when you out. know that, and, and you were yeah. clear about your intention too. Very clear. You yeah. know, because I think that's really important too. If you're making a booty call or wanting to, you know, be sexual with somebody and you are hoping it's going to be more. Mm-hmm. It's important to make that clear because you just never know Mm-mm. if you're on the same page. But if that's all you want and you make it clear and you're both into it, I could see that being like kind of animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Totally primal. All right. Yeah. This is like kind of addictive. Like I feel like we could sit here for seven hours I and know. I go, oh, my gosh, we're supposed to be done. Um, so what I'm going to do is we're going to hit pause on the game. OK. We'll come back just for a few more fun questions. But I want to take uh, a moment to address this listener's question. OK. Yes. Let's do it. OK. So swinging is the topic of this question. It's a great question we received from a listener named Yvette. Yvette wrote this, I've been fantasizing about going on a swingers cruise, which sounds both scary and enticing. I heard Dr. Megan say something about dipping your toes in a movie episode, I think, which makes a great deal of sense to me. But how do I dip into this? My husband said he's willing to try anything 
once, hmm. but would prefer not to be with other women, but might enjoy watching me with other men as long as they're less attractive than he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. We're really old fashioned and this is sort of a bucket list thing. Yvette, Yvette that is a beautiful question. Thank you for being vulnerable and, and sharing it. I first reached out to Carol and David of the Sexy Lifestyle radio show. They are awesome. I love their energy. Both Dr. Megan and I have been on their show and they are swingers. They're very public about it. They're very encouraging and positive. And here's what they had to say about the cruises. Hi, Yvette. We're Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle, and we heard that you've been fantasizing about going on a swingers cruise. Well, you're not alone. The number of cruise ship takeovers has increased five to six times in the past few years. Although we all refer to those sexy, naughty cruises as swingers cruises, it would be more accurate to call them couples cruises for open-minded people. Absolutely. And as with most events geared toward couples in the lifestyle, only about half the passengers on these cruise ships are actual swingers. The other half of the guests are open-minded couples who enjoy adults-only vacations and the erotically charged atmosphere and the opportunity to be topless or naked at the pool. Which is what we love the most. And on those naughty cruises, you can dress up sexy for dinner, wear sexy costumes for the theme parties, or not. Whatever's good for you works. And, you know, you can visit the playroom where 50 or more beds are set up for anyone who wants to play. There are sheer curtains around the beds for added ambiance and privacy if needed. Yeah, and when you're in there, you can watch others having sex, or you can have sex just the two of you and let others watch you. Or you can join another couple for some girl-on-girl, or share your partner for full-sop sex, or jump into an orgy pile. There's something for everyone. Yeah, and our favorite is foursomes and moresomes. And if you're looking for a bucket list sexy vacation where you can dip your toes into the sexy lifestyle and push your boundaries, that a naughty cruise might be just the right thing to try. Yeah, you're going to meet all sorts of great couples from mild to wild who would be happy to help you fulfill that fantasy that you and your husband want to experience. You just have to be open enough to talk to the other couples about what you're looking for. Tell them about your fantasy and your expectations and your limits. Then once you've found that compatible couple, just let go and have some fun. Lots of fun, lots of sexy fun. But remember, whatever sexy activities you choose to do on board the Naughty Cruise, it's all about strengthening your couple and adding passion into your relationship. It's so important to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. We are Carol and David from The Sexy Lifestyle, reminding you to always stay sexy. Thank you so much, Carol and David. Aren't they adorable? More sums and more sums. Right? Oh, so cool. So y'all can learn more about them and also swinging and all kinds of sexy lifestyle things on their website, thesexylifestyle.com. And you can learn about swingers cruises, sexy lifestyle travel, and they also have a cruise they're going on in December of this year, 2017. It's the Caribbean Dreams Cruise leaving from San Juan. So for more info on that, you can reach out to them, info at carolanddavid.com. Carol and David spelled out, info at carolanddavid.com. Wow. Have you ever, is it swing, swing, swung? Have, have you ever swinged, swung? Swung? Been a swinger? Have I ever swung? <laughs> have you been on a, a nausea? Uh, I have not. Yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty much a, you know, one partner type of, type of girl. Yeah, yeah. I haven't either. And I, uh, there's something about, for me, and I, I always felt dating is this way too. For, for me, it's like the best experiences 
tend to be the ones that grow organically. Mm -hmm. So like if I were going to an event knowing that it's a bunch of swingers, you know, I would feel like it was kind of kind of like going to a dating party where everyone's looking at each other trying to date, which is great if that's mm-hmm, what you're looking mm-hmm. for. I know friends who've met, met people that way. It's great. Um, but for some reason, I think it's the the stubbornness in me of like if someone's telling me to do something, I feel like you're supposed to be swinging here. I right. might feel a little. Um, but yeah. I, I, I think I know what you mean about having something that's organic as yeah. opposed to forcing it. Like yeah. if you met somebody and maybe you and your partner were like, did you feel? like a vibe mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe you pursue it I don't know but when I heard this I remembered when I lived in Miami I remember there was this couple that had been talking to me at I think it was a gym that I frequented yeah it was a gym and I started to feel this really strange feeling that they were pursuing and they were mm. they were swingers and I I don't have a problem with that either but what I what I like what Carol and David are talking about is it's not it sounds like you can go to this event and mix and mingle and meet people and no one's going to be like, you have to do this. Right, right. No, it sounds like you can explore your sexuality the way that you want to and it's not like set rules. I like yeah. the fact that they said, you know, if you want to watch other people, if you want to have people watch you, if you want to join in, if you, it's very fluid. Yeah, which and is, you can get ideas. And if this mm-hmm. is a fantasy that you've been thinking about, it may turn out to be something that you totally love, you might dive into the lifestyle, you know, you and your partner might just totally love it and it would be amazing. Or you might get there and watch a few things and go, watching was all I wanted. Yeah, exactly. Or this isn't my thing. Yeah. I think, again, too, like the just dipping your toe thing is important. I've told um, couples before where a woman said, you know, my my boyfriend wants to do a threesome. I don't know if I really want to do that. And like, well, then, you know, maybe go to a strip club with him. You know, and get a lap dance or something like that, where you know there is a, a removal. There's still there's still something erotic about it, where you feel like you can find a compromise, and not you know, but feel like this is you know a woman that's a professional and that can you know fill uh, uh, fulfill some form of fantasy without doing something where you feel later on that I'm not I'm not happy with. Yeah, because yeah. you don't know until if you just yeah. dive way in. Yeah. You might feel really uncomfortable, and maybe it was your idea, and your partner likes it, and then you right. feel like and then crap. You're like, Wait, whoa, whoa, why yeah. am I not enough, or whatever it is? Yeah. yeah. It's a, so there's definitely ways of like, compromising and finding things that can yeah. work for both of you. And I like what you said about professional because the kind of someone like David was saying, if you want to nurture your relationship, mm-hmm. you're looking for something that is kind of a, it's like going to a therapist for advice, right? Yeah, you're yeah. going to somebody who's a third party who's not expecting a relationship. Right. Right. Warmth. Which is important unless that's what you want. And then you're then we're talking about polyamorous relationships. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I asked Dr. Megan Fleming to share a bit more about dipping your toes in. And it was, I think, the movie episode we talked about movies and scenes that turn us on, like really romantic mm-hmm. and sexy scenes. And she was saying that that's a great way to kind of get ideas. You know, you see something in a movie and you're like, oh, I might want to try that. So dipping your toes in is really important. And Megan had some suggestions on steps you can take. Yvette, um, I love your question. And I think it's fabulous that um, you can sort of self-identify that in some ways you're not the sort of most adventurous, sort of usually typically really old-fashioned, but have an active imagination. And I really wanted to ask yourself and explore with your husband, you know, uh, might we want to sort of expand um, 
our relationship and exploration of turn-ons and what gives us pleasure. And so um, whether this is just a one-time bucket list or it's an introduction to something that might be part of your lifestyle, uh, that's going to be remain to be seen. Um, but it's going to really start with, first of all, the fact that in fantasy or otherwise, through your active imagination, um, you already know the, the idea of it turns you on and you can sort of play in that fantasy space. And, you know, your husband, although up for anything, you know, his gut sort of says what he'd be a turn on for him, right, would be seeing you with other men, that not so much of right now for him to be with another woman or for you to be with another woman. And so, you know, one of the first uh, places I would start, you know, when I use the expression, put a toe in the water, is, um, you know, the idea is you don't want to start by jumping into, say, a swinger party or a sex party, right? The first step might be just watching, you know, porn, uh, the theme of cuckolding in particular, and just see whether or not you both have the same reactions or what your reactions are, what are your biggest turn-ons, because that's sort of simulating just the idea of it in uh, visual fantasy. And then from there, if that feels like it's a turn-on, the next step would be potentially going to a bar and uh, or maybe, um, you know, exploring sort of an online app uh, the idea of meeting someone out and just sort of kissing in public in front of your partner. And so now it's kissing with someone in public and what is the reaction to that? How does it feel to you? How does it feel to them? Because what I often say is, you know, the expression red light, yellow light, green light. Um, in your mind's eye, this is really hot. And, you know, that's always true of our fantasies, but our fantasies always don't uh, transcribe to reality in terms of in reality turning us on. So, you know, the idea of him watching another man kiss you in public, it gives you both like a little inkling, right? To is there jealousy or any yellow or red light feelings that might pop up or is it all green? Green, go and go to the next step. Uh, yellow, hang out, try it a few more times, a few more uh, guys and see what the experience goes to. There's actually a great app um, called Feld and this is an app that um, it's basically just like Tinder, but it's more geared toward couples or singles looking for a couple. Um, and so that might be a great place to start as well. And I know that um, August already spoken with Carol and David because they would be another resource I was going to recommend. They have this amazing podcast radio show called The Sexy Lifestyle. Uh, and it's on Voice America. And they really talk about their own fun-loving, swinging style and really go into their own personal details and stories um, related to both sex, love, and marriage. So uh, I think this exposure from the outside looking in, observing a swinging, sexy lifestyle couple, uh, exploring cockolding, fantasy porn, and then moving toward, you know, the idea of being at a bar or, you know, through an app, starting to sort of with the kissing and taking it slow and seeing what goes from there. And then from there, uh, there are all these sort of sex parties, which, you know, can be taken or take out, take in, meaning um, it's a sex party and it has a play space uh, there in New York chemistry is one of those. Uh, one leg up is another. Then the others are more take out where you basically go to a party or uh, a bar area and meet other um potential couples who are interested in uh, having you join them or uh, they join you. And that's an opportunity then to meet and then you guys make your own plans. Uh, that's the takeout piece to have your play space. Um, 
And I think, you know, I know that chemistry has something called foreplay. So before you actually go to one of their bigger parties, it's an opportunity to sort of flirt, you know, with other members. Um, and again, flirting with other members and or kissing someone in public, all of those are great sort of putting your toe in the water ideas for you. Um, I think it's really awesome that you uh, have a partner and that is open to and you're both um, sort of stretching yourselves to see uh, whether or not in real life this gives you pleasure and, you know, exploring pleasure in our lives and enhancing our relationships, I think, is what helps us to sort of thrive and feel really alive. So uh, I think it's wonderful you're taking this next step. And as always, we'd love to hear how it goes. Thank you so much, Dr. Megan. Everybody check her out at greatlifegreatsex.com. She also mentioned to me outside of the clip that setting your boundaries is really important. So making sure you're on the same page. Totally agree. Like if you were on a cruise, Communication, right? communication, communication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best sex tool out there. Completely, yeah. completely. Know, know what you are willing to do or not do and and be willing to talk about things as you move along. You know, if you're unclear, is this within our boundaries, then having the kind of red light, green light, yellow light kind of thing where you go, let's slow down, let's stop, let's re- readjust or whatever. Because communication is also a big part of intimacy and getting closer mm-hmm. to each other. I agree. All right. So just a couple of more questions here. Okay. We'll um, do you, you want to go or do you want me to go? Go for it. Okay. Um, you know, I, just when I did this, now, I'm like, oh, I already know the answer for this for you. There's two you know, questions about masturbation. One is, have you ever uh, masturbated in a public place? And then have you masturbated while another person watched? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it depends on what, how you define watching. Yeah. Because in the orgasm MRI, they were watching my brain. So does right. that count, right? Like they weren't watching me. So no, I'm, you know what would take that one off? There you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Take, take, that one, that, take that one off and think of you actually masturbated in front of somebody for, in, for their pleasure, for your in pleasure. In front of someone. Oh, yeah, during yeah. Sex. I love partner mm-hmm. masturbation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really sexy. Yeah. I think it's really sexy when you see your partner getting turned on yeah. by you doing it. That's totally. Really hot. Totally. Yeah. Or just the thought of the masturbating is exciting to me. Mm-hmm. I like knowing that they're getting pleasure mm-hmm. and that they're turned on. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. the public place one for you? Um, I don't think I have. Is a car a public oh, place? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Car. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. High five. High five for the car masturbators. Yes. Um, the very first time I ever got um, a vibrator, my boyfriend at the time was like, I want you to go home and practice this and figure out what it is you like. And I did not wait until I got home to try to like, I don't want to wait. I love it. <laughs> Little pocket rocket, me on the 101. Right? I mean, you know, a ton of people are probably masturbating in their cars in L.A. If you're stuck in traffic, I mean, what a great release, man, as long as you can be safe. Unless you are doing something really gross that I've seen where have you ever seen a man masturbating and he's like looking at you from his car? Yes. Yeah. And I was in junior high. Thank you very much. He was like by a school. Yeah, it was disgusting. And I but I um uh, my friend screamed and I just like pointed at him and laughed. (laughs) You're so awesome. (laughs) I think I kind of screwed up his brain. That may have been the thing that stopped him from doing it. Because you heard his pride, probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. I didn't stick around to see if he was going to finish it or not, but I was just like, ah. <laughs> like you look so stupid. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. This is 33. Oh, that was 11, by the way. Okay. Oh, I got that one. All right. You're going to win then, because I haven't gotten any. <laughs> oh, you got the effing story though. You oh, that's story, right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. Right. You okay. 
Okay. Have you ever sexiled someone, asked them to leave the room so you could have sex or been sexiled? Ooh. Uh, no, I haven't. I haven't either. That's a, fair, that's a very interesting question. Like I've known that there's somebody nearby or someone has walked in on me before, but I didn't like there was never like a conversation like you need to leave or could you please leave so we can. Right. Now, I remember I had a roommate and she her boyfriend always sounded kind of like a wounded moose in heat when he was having sex. And I was just like, oh, can you shut up? Oh, no. Did you say anything? Um, I think I did at some point. We, we ended up getting in a fight about something. And I'm like, well, I'm so sick of having to hear your boyfriend going, uh, uh, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was oh so, my goodness. yeah, I think I grew back my hymen at that period of time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So how about we wrap up okay. with one more each? Okay. Um, go ahead. Okay. So this is a story one. Okay. Talk about something that you feel confident about in sexual situations. Something I feel confident about? Yeah. So I guess it could be anything. It could be a certain skill you have. It could be just that you're confident that you can be really present with someone. Um, Hygiene in your... (laughs) Hygiene. Huh. That's... It's an interesting question. That is an interesting question. Um, I feel like I'm... I'm confident about um, the way uh, my boyfriend and I fit together. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we just like he's he's my glove. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and, um, so there's something about it that I just know like there's like there's a really um, uh, sexy intimacy that we have together. Mm. And so when we're you know when we're in union, should, should I say? Um, I just I always know that there. It's just like a really um, very very passionate place for me. Mm, that's beautiful. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think. And I think him, you know, being so uh, in tune with my body makes me feel really sexy. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 There's. And, and feeling wanted is so sexy. Yeah. Sounds like you guys really have that. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know, you know, when you're with someone who wants to be with you. Yeah. And that feels extraordinary. You know, I mean, how can you feel any sexier or any more beautiful? It's yeah. really that powerful, is, powerful that's beautiful. stuff. Yeah. I feel like I can't, I don't want to even follow it up with anything. <laughs> what she said. Just kidding. Um, I um, love you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> that was so sweet. Um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm very confident in my in my being non-judgmental. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. that's, like, that's good. It doesn't good bother one, yeah. me. Like nothing's gonna, you know, if there's like a weird bodily noise, I don't care. We're bodies. You know what I right. mean? Like it, to me, it's it's not about performance or impressing people or right. you know, I just um and I don't know if I've always felt that way. I feel like we grow into things, you know, because we don't learn a whole lot about sex growing up and you're just exploring and stuff like that. But I know that that's a place I've been very securely and it feels, I think it's really important. It's a big value for me too, to know that it's a compassionate, open-minded, non-judgmental space where you can be vulnerable, mm. be yourself. Uh, well, speaking of vulnerable, then this will go over this question is, have you ever had sex that was so emotionally intense you cried? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I I occasionally cry right after orgasm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. To me, when it is that really powerful experience, that really, like you said, that really fit feeling, that really, that connection, that the the pleasure, the release, and also the the being so present. I don't think that you can be more present, you know, especially with, with Climax, yours and your partner's, you know, mm-hmm. I think all of it is just, it's really emotional. I, yeah. Yeah. How about you? Um, yeah. And I'll, but I preface with telling you this two different ones. And this is back when I was engaged. I was engaged when I was 24. And um, the first time, uh, you, you know, I I cried because, you know, it was such an emotional, intense moment. And I just felt nothing but like pure love for this person. But then um, when we were, our relationship was falling apart and we were trying to have sex and you could tell it was just like, we're just trying to like, fuck the love back or something, you know what I mean? And just stop right in the middle because it was like, it's not working. We just, it's not there anymore. And so we stopped right in the middle of it and then I just started crying because it was like, it's over. We can't, can't pretend that it's there anymore because it wasn't. So I think about, I think about that one. That was a real marker. Yeah, it was really, it was really sad because, you know, it was just, so you can't, like you said, you can't pretend it you know you can't that emotion's going to be there or it's not i love what you said you can't fuck the love back in Mm-mm. that goes in your book if you ever do that. <laughs> wow. that's a fif- that's a 51st fun fuck back <laughs> <laughs> bonus edition <laughs> exactly the bonus round <laughs> oh my gosh this was so fun thank you it was thank me. you for having me i'll come back anytime yeah yeah tell us what you thought of the game uh you know i liked it i think it's um it sure wasn't going to be winning bingo anytime soon but uh i I just made you know these are great like thoughtful questions yeah i think even without the scorecard yeah i don't think because i kind of forgot to look for the number a couple times yeah i know but and also you know obviously we're in a show atmosphere so it's a little bit different we're not focused on the board and stuff but Mm -hmm. but even without it like even if you're just taking the cards and you're and i like to you could play by skype you know, like if yeah. your partner's there's something also, I think, sharing this with a partner versus kind of with your your friends. Like there's different aspects. Yeah, as long as you're with a partner with. who's, you know, confident in themselves. And yeah, you know, it could be. And I feel like it's almost better not to play oh, with you know your partner. <laughs> yeah. I just realized, you know, because some of the questions, it's like, do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Yeah. You know, like exactly. how many partners have you had? Like yeah, that one, whole... There was one in here. It was like, you know, if you have more than this amount of partners right. or something like that's really nobody's business. Yeah. Ever. So only play with your partner if you know that you both want to go to these places yeah. in, a, in a loving way, in a yeah. compassionate way, not in a, I'm going to see if I can push your buttons. Right. Or be like, <laughs> wait a minute, you never did that with me. What? Wait. <laughs> wait the best that? session of your life was, what? Exactly. <laughs> okay. Party game only. Yeah, exactly. Moving on. Um, <laughs> thank you so much, Carsey, for uh, sharing this game with us. Everybody, if you're interested, I think this game has so much promise for fun you can pledge any amount without getting a reward or right now the crowdfunding is going on you can go to theeffingtruth.com or carsyblanton.com i'll include direct links on my site at augustmclaughlin.com forward slash sex dash game if you pledge 25 dollars, you get the game and it's going to have awesome artwork on it it's 
it just seems like it's a really kind of fun tool for your toolbox, as Dr. Megan likes to say. So I had a blast. And me too. Thank you. Tell us where we can learn more about you, follow your work. Uh, well, you can always grab me on the Twitter. It's at Laura Somoza, and that's L-O-R-A, uh, Somoza, S-O-M-O-Z-A. And then if you go to iTunes, you can uh, download my free show, which is Between the Sheets with Laura Somoza. And I've got almost 300 uh, episodes up. So, you know, if you, need, if you need any more talk about sex, then you can uh, check that out. Yeah, it's good stuff. You're so funny. And you're very you. insightful, but you are so, so funny. Thank I, you. I remember being on your show and feeling like I'm going to snort, so I need to cover my mouth because <laughs> it's really annoying when you're listening to a show and people are just like guffawing. So, but it's great to see you. You too. Thank you for having me. If you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I hope you will subscribe on iTunes if you haven't. And while you're there, leave us a simple review. Thank you so, so much for listening and have a beautiful Girl Boner Embracing Week.